yeah, some of the shit we do is fucking silly. What's up, y'all? This is kind of for real. You know I've been all around the world, right? But tonight I'm on my dumb shit. <laughs> I went into Paris at a quarter to noon. So excited to see her. I went straight to the Louvre. I heard she's a twizzit. So I bought my ticket. Pushed my way to the front of the crowd and I couldn't believe what I saw. Mona Lisa, you're an overrated piece of shit. With your terrible style and your dead shark eyes And a smirk like you're hiding a dick What the fuck is this garbage? Mona Lisa, the original basic bitch Travel thousands of miles to see your beautiful smile Talk about a bait and switch You Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, we're a week late, but we're giving you two shows so shut the hell up, and I'm joined by Matt Smith. Hey, everybody. Let me tell you. I had to wait for him to say camel's ass before I said hello. <laughs> uh, so today we got two new releases for you. Oh, shit, I unplugged my headset. Hold on. <laughs> we do have two That's new releases, though. Hold on, everything two is... new fucking releases. All right, yeah, there you go. Thanks for uh, filling in the they're, gaps. They're actually later, uh, I could have been a professional releases. and not mentioned that, but I didn't. <laughs> it's like, fuck, yeah, I'm fuck, gonna... fuck it. We are late as fuck because we are unprofessional. Damn right. uh, actually, what's been going on is, uh, as many of you longtime listeners know, uh, I'm a PhD student, and I'm teaching a summer course, and last week, well... Uh, I was busy as fuck because the summer semester started. Um, and so it's all my fault. I'll take full responsibility. Uh, but yeah, we didn't talk about Turtles. Hopefully most of you uh, were able to listen to the HMP episode and get plenty of your fill then. Uh, but today we're going to do Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. And uh, the one from which this song comes, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Yeah, we are in for a good one, I think. Uh, at least I, we're going to... Uh, guess what, kids? You're going to be listening to a lot of this soundtrack during this show because uh, it's fucking good. And yeah, why not? We'll just fucking play it whenever the fuck we want. This movie did not make uh, the, the money that it should have. I think it came out at a funky time, to be honest. Yep. Uh, because I think if this came out at a different spot, like maybe maybe a little off summer, it might have been a little bit better. But uh, there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to like there. I, I certainly do. So we'll talk about I that. I don't think that it was even in the top ten this week. That's like a, like the second week in release. So uh, hold on, I'll I'll let me set us up with a few numbers uh, from last week. Let's go to we the are a fucking week late. Um, so for last weekend, which is uh, the weekend uh, these these films were released, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Out of the Shadows opened in first. Numero with, uno, there's a shock. With thirty five point three million. There is the shock. That's garbage. Even the, even not a lot of money. Of, that's pretty garbage. Uh, the other new release that I believe Adam will be talking about and what you've been watching, uh, me before you, uh, came out in third place with eighteen point seven million. Not bad for and that then, type of uh, movie. Debuting in eighth, pop star, never stop, never stopping Houses. with four point six nine. Yeah, I and and here's the thing, man. People like responded well to the trailer and stuff in the theater. So I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, although it seems like it's a weird summer for comedies. Well, like, I, I, Nice Guys didn't open up well. Um, Pop Star didn't really open up. Neighbors has kind of been holding steady in the middle of the top ten, but it didn't really make a boatload of cash either. 
Well, I, I just heard a thing on the uh, the Slash Filmcast where they, they had a thing they were kind of breaking down. If, if this year keeps trending like it is, uh, we're looking to have the lowest going movie attendance uh, in like literally decades. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a crazy thought right there. But uh, I hope I in a way, I hope that's kind of true. You know, because I think that'll help probably change the landscape of of movies. Because right now, everything is a sequel, is a giant blockbuster, and some of those, mm-hmm. you know, your Captain America's, you know, work, and then some of them, you know, even despite their big big budgets, despite being, you know, number one at the box office, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which we're reviewing today, uh, doesn't doesn't make you know nearly what it should, you know. And right. this was a whole kind of thing that was hearkening back to something uh, Lucas and Spielberg kind of got on years ago, uh, talking about how, it, sadly, the stuff that they kind of ushered into the, the paradigm of modern movie going and everything with the blockbuster summer film and everything with Jaws and Star Wars and whatnot has really kind of led to the decline of you know movie going experiences in a lot of ways. And it's really starting to see, it's starting to show out here. I mean, the... Um, Alice in Wonderland that we reviewed the other week, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the first one came out, did really great. The second one came out, you know, did poops at, at the box office. No one gave yep. a shit. And uh, we're getting to see more of that. Like outside of like stuff like Marvel, man, uh, sequels just aren't doing what they, sh- you know, kind of used to. And no, they're not. And, I don't know. you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Rogue One. Um, I look, there's nothing, and this has been covered a lot. So a lot of you have probably read about it, but there's nothing that's actually unusual about uh, major film going into reshoots. Yeah. A lot of the time, they're even scheduled well in advance before there's a final cut of the film, or even even factored into the actual production schedule of the film just as a month that they're doing reshoots, so that whoever's attached via contract can go ahead and work that out in their schedule. So it's not really a, a, like a surprise that Rogue one has gone into reshoots what's been surprising to me are the reports of things which are apparently going into uh the reboots um some of the rumors that have been going around is that they're trying to make it a little lighter in tone because Mm -hmm. uh apparently it was like exactly what it fucking should be which is a dark brooding war film uh set in the star wars universe um but uh, the, the kind of the most troubling things that I've heard is that, like, they're actually going to have Darth Vader in the movie. I, and I, I, I was I was I thought that was uh, for sure, like a long time ago. Possibly. I don't I don't remember exactly when I heard that. That doesn't trouble me as much as the fact uh, that uh, the new thing going around is that part of the reshoots is, is bringing in like the newly cast young Han Solo as well. Ooh, now that's a fucking mistake. Which makes no fucking sense. One, because uh, the Han Solo at that time is just like young Harrison Ford. Yeah. Like, that is a contemporaneous event with uh, with New Hope. But but what I think that this speaks to is, like, they don't understand generally how to connect films without just doing what Marvel does. And not all the time does Marvel even do this successfully, which is let's connect every fucking person through this movie possible Mm -hmm. when like half the characters could just not appear in Marvel movie X, right? Like winter soldier doesn't have to have some of the characters that show up. Arguably, Arguably it could lose at least half plus of them. 
Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man, right, does not have to integrate the Avengers at fucking all. Oh, but it's yet it does. does. And I'm not saying that it doesn't work. I'm just saying that's not what makes that movie work. That's a great bit in the movie. Yes. So, so like, figuring out a way to shoehorn shit in does not mean that that's going to be what makes the film work or make the audiences like it more. It means that uh, you are potentially fucking up something that could be very good. Um, and that's the only problem that I've noticed. And, and I think that a lot of the sequelitis that we're running into recently has to do with this industry level uh, misunderstanding of what people actually like about the Marvel films versus why they don't give a fuck about any of that taking place in the rest of the franchises they enjoy. True. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. Now, I will say this at the same time. I, you know, it, it was like back in the day with uh, with Raimi and Spider-Man, right? Uh-huh. I was just like, at first when you heard Raimi and Spider-Man, you're just like, I like Sam Raimi, but this is a very unconventional choice uh, right. for this director. And then after Spider-Man 1, I mean, you were just like, okay, whatever this guy wants to do, I'm absolutely cool with it because he did a fantastic job. And I think Disney is like that right now in a lot of their categories. We had a great Star Wars movie. We've had great Marvel movies and everything. So at this point, if Disney goes, hey, what we need to do to continue this uh, you know, game-winning factor that we've got going on and everything is this, and it's not mucking up stuff bad, I'm absolutely all for, actually. But I, I don't, at this point, I'm like, until you fuck up, I'm okay with whatever your decision is. Right. I mean, my fear with Star Wars is like uh, that I feel like maybe they learned the wrong lesson about what people wanted from the new Star Wars films. Like they really like we and uh, most other people really liked the fact that uh, 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 Force Awakens felt like Star Wars. Mm hmm. Um, and my worry is that they're not going to allow other films that are not within that main Skywalker-centric storyline expand the universe enough to get the fuck away from like the same six characters that have been the through line for all of them. This is very true. I, I want to pose this at the same time as well. Um, Gareth Edwards has kind of, in my opinion, maybe not others, maybe needed an editor sometimes. There are some things where we've kind of given him big kind of control of everything, and it may not have been like everybody loved fucking the trailer and everything for Godzilla. Everybody was super hyped for that. Uh-huh. But a lot of people felt in ways that Godzilla movie fell very short. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I didn't I, either. I, I thought it was fucking I absolutely love that movie, but, but a lot of people... But, but uh, yeah, you're right, right? And so but, I but think here that it's not even down. a question of editing, right? Like they brought know. in other directors to shoot new shit. Maybe maybe he's an asshole. I, I don't know. I don't know nothing about the guy. I, I don't know either. But uh, but I, I, look, I don't even care about the Star Wars reshoot. That's like I don't give a fuck about talking enough about like that. That shit's been picked apart for no reason. Yeah. As I as I said up front, reshoots happen all the fucking time. So I'm not worried until we get into the the film and then it's fucking terrible. And until they blow, I mean, they got my they got my support. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Well, and and to the point that reshoots aren't always a bad thing. Look at how fucking good World War Z actually was. Yeah. And they reshot the last two-thirds of that fucking movie. Which is where things kind of really come together for that movie, in my opinion. Yep. Agreed. 
So anyway, uh, do you want to you want to roll into what you've been watching, Adam? Yeah. So I got to watch uh, uh, Me Before You, uh, the new one uh, starring um, you know the the mother of all dragons and the other guy from I forget what he was in. I had a joke last week. It was raring to go. It was a really good one, and I've totally lost it. <laughs> uh, but, talking about Amelia Clark, right? Yeah. Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, a little Targaryen action over there, and, and then uh, I forget the other cat. What was that other dude in Sla- Sam, Sam something, right? Yeah, hold on. I'm I, type it into my IMDb. I, I know he was in up, like I a didn't. bunch of other big shit. Uh, he's in Hunger Games. That's is what that, it was. Is that what you were yeah, thinking? Yeah, of? He was in some Hunger Games stuff. There yeah. you go. But uh, no, this was now. Look, this looks like kind of a if if we're honest with ourselves, you'll watch the trailer and everything. This looks like a British Nicholas Sparks movie. Um, yeah, and I mean, it had like the shitty Ed Sheeran song and everything. Yeah, right? it's very much. And um, here's the thing. It kind of is, but it's better. It's better than those movies, for sure. And I think a lot of that does have to deal with the caliber of actors. The story is not as, not, at least to me, not as dumb and stupid and like kind of predictable. Because here's the thing, man. Uh, this movie does what I did not think it would have the balls to do. And I won't go into it, but like what should have happened in what was that fucking movie that we saw with the, what was the last one with the guy with a really bad haircut? Uh, with Ben Walker or whatever his fucking yeah, name is. Yeah, whatever that. Uh, I don't know that that actual Nicholas. It Sparks was an movie. actual that last Nicholas Sparks movie we reviewed. That's how good of an impression it leaves. Is that it? Just I don't even remember what the fuck it was called. Um, <laughs> but that movie, how you know, there was a character that was in peril, and then you were just like, well, we know what this is going to end up happening, and that does end up happening. This, I was just like, do they have the balls? And they do, and it's good. And I and I like that this thing has the has the respect for its audience enough to go. You're a fucking adult. You can handle this shit. Yeah, good. the world doesn't have to end in fucking rainbows and starlight all the time. You can handle what's a difficult story, and everything doesn't have to be rainbows. And I fucking applaud this movie for it. Um, it's is it is it stupendously great? Probably not really, but it's good enough. Um, Here's my only real question about it. Um. How is uh, how is how is Amelia Clark in this movie? She is great. Okay, she's good. really really great. And here's the thing, man. Uh, you know, I ain't watched that much of Game of Thrones. I got about a season and a half under my belt, so I was just one of those things that I've always kind of wanted to really watch, but never really just got the time to just sit down and properly do it. Um, but she can really act, man. She's really she's really sinking into this, and uh, she plays a character that just has a lot of charm and. You just you, you like every moment that you're with her, you know. I mean, I don't like. She's kind of a small, diminutive person. Like I, I don't look at her and just go va 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 boom. But she's just, but she's just cute and sweet as hell, and and you like that about her. You can see what this guy will eventually see. And there's a lot of like really just lovely kind of you know heartbreaking stuff that goes on, and it's done really well. I mean, it's a little dramatic and everything. But it doesn't feel like it's, you know, giving you a spoonful of, isn't this terrible kind of thing. I mean, it works. I mean, I, I, I like it well enough to where, honestly, I'd, I'd probably watch it again, believe it or not. And well, I can't say that for most of these films that come out, like, that are that are of this nature. I, I don't think I'd watch them again. This one I would watch. I mean, they both kind of, you know, as the story would have you imagine, they both kind of learn some things from each other and everything. And, you know, lives are enriched, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but it's, it's decent, man. It's pretty good. It treats people 
I can't. I, I saw some article and I just wanted to have a fucking heart attack over it. I didn't read it because I think I just would have just murdered the world. But it was just like there was some article that was saying, uh, oh, I well, I know what it is. <coughs> Give me a sec. <clears throat> I can imagine sure. what it's about because I didn't read the article, but I, I, I can pretty much tell you what it is. That people with disabilities, because the, the whole gist of this movie is uh, Amelia Clark plays a lady who can't find a, a job, can't hold down a job and everything. And uh, she gets hired uh, by a temp agency to go over to a rich fella's house and kind of watch over him, be his kind of caretaker. Not necessarily medical. They've got a guy who really does all the kind of medical and rehab and all that kind of jazz. But they just need honest to goodness, kind of just a companion, someone to help him to kind of do the things that he needs to do in, you know, everyday life and everything, and hopefully, you know, be a, at least a friend or someone to talk to, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, so she goes over there, and like, so this is a guy who at the beginning of the movie gets hit by a motorcycle and is then paralyzed. So we see this kind of nice playboyish kind of dude, and he gets he gets uh, hit by a motorcycle and is paralyzed, and has got a real fucking chip on his shoulder about everything because he was this young and hustler kind of dude, making a lot of bread and, you know, uh, doing a really pretty lady and all this kind of shit, and he was fucking skydiver and you fucking name it he did it right he was he was like uh like the the new johnny utah yeah he was like he was like except less shitty yeah except less shitty but he was like a fewer tats but he was like a rich he was a rich bro if we're if we're fucking honest with ourselves he was a rich bro who was kind of a kind of a d-bag but you know I th- well, I think he was a D-bag. Some people, uh, like, I think they've tried to make him out to be probably better than a person than he was. But like the vibe I get was he was probably a D-bag. But he's also a little bit deeper than one might expect, too, when we kind of learn about, you know, hey, he sits down and is like, I want to watch a DVD and show she's got to go get out of the shelf and everything. And he picks like a French film and something like that. Uh, so there's, there's interesting stuff that goes in it. So he's a little bit deeper of a character, but he's kind of a prick. And she's like, I just want to make a good impression on this guy. She's got a boyfriend played by, um, what's his face from Harry Potter, uh, Neville... Longbottom, uh, <laughs> who is uh, you know, I, I, I he, you can get his look, you can get his fiddles all you want there, uh, uh, Longbottom, but I still know it's you, buddy. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. and he's he's pretty good in this as kind of her uh, her jealous boyfriend and everything. So she's spending a lot of time with her employer, but he's got a he wants to die essentially. Uh, right. So that that's about the whole movie is him really just kind of getting in touch and just kind of wanting to kill himself, essentially, just go on assisted suicide because he can't live like this anymore. And Amelia Clark's uh, idea is like, oh, I'm going to go and change his mind and like, you know, make him know that life is worth living and all this kind of jazz. And um, but I think and one of the main reasons that he wants to die is because he cannot live the life that he once lived. And he doesn't feel like the life that he's living now is worth it. So this movie sounds like a rom-com version, and and I use the com part of that very lightly. Uh, A a romantic version. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. A romantic version of the last third of Million Dollar Baby. Uh, Kind (laughs) of. But they were just like, okay, well, is, we got to take care. We got to take care of him. He just wants to. He wants to go, and her, she's trying to convince him that you know this life's worth living and stuff. But I think the uh, the handicap community is really just like you know he's representing. My guess is from from what I you know glanced from the article is that oh he's making us all look bad because he wants to kill himself because hey if he can't walk what the fuck is life worth living and anything and that's I mean I can get their point but at the same time it's not about that but I think at the same time by the conclusion of the movie and everything it it's a little stronger and it's got a little bit more weight and it it feels like it's kind of justified and but and again I like to say it's not a happy ending and that's what I think actually makes this movie work because if it was a happy ending I probably would have told it to fuck off but it's all right all right well uh so so that's a check it out for that new release that we're not talking about together now what do you what do you got anything 
Yeah, so this week I uh, sat down and uh, watched a classic teen slasher from 1997, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, I saw you had a thing on that. How, how is, was that? Uh, I would seen it in years. It, so this movie I'm very familiar with from uh, my earlier years, uh, directed by uh, Jim Gillespie, screenplay by uh, Kevin Williamson. And um, of Scream fame for those of, of Scream fame, and it it definitely is exactly uh, that, um, except bad. So well, here's the thing: it's like Kevin Williamson. I mean, he was hot off the heels of Scream at this point. Yep. Oh yeah. And so I mean, he's the, the hottest the, young horror writer out there right now the, that made a his, lot of money. His, the, that credit is emblazoned big and high and mighty in almost as large a font as the name of this movie at the top of the film's release po- poster from mm. the theater, right? It says from the writer of Scream, period. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. This movie makes no fucking sense whatsoever. And some of the shit that happens in it is uh, dumb as hell. <laughs> uh, now, I'm not going to say that I don't still enjoy this movie. I'm just pointing out like it's not good. Okay. Because uh, I was about to say, anytime we can get Jennifer Love Hewitt in, in, in a rainstorm with, with a thin shirt, I'm okay with that movie. And that definitely happens in here. And, like, we get uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and, like, her uh, her pageant uh, swimsuit competition kind of thing. So there's a lot a lot of eye candy for the, for the guys. Uh, I mean, this is also the height of, like, uh, Ryan Felipe and Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, craze. So there's plenty of Thank you, of America, for, for coming to your senses. Um, I mean, look, I like both of those guys. I'm not going to lie. Right. Uh, but that, but those were like the hot guys for teen girls then too. Right. So this movie was capitalizing on a lot of stuff. Um, but look, uh, there is actually a scene in this movie where, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar has, uh, has like avoided being murdered. She goes home for the night. Uh, and, uh, her sister, is uh, being a real dill hole to her, uh, like trying to yell at her because she has to go to the like uh, new to, to crown the new beauty queen in town that uh, next day, and so she can't go to work uh, at the family store. And uh, we've seen all this stuff, all this build up to the killer, uh, like tracking her. Uh, there's a, a great shot uh, of her going to bed, and then we. Cut to the next morning, push in on the bed, huge uh, strings like you would expect. Somebody has been killed. Uh, and then, oh, the horror, the abs- abject horror of what's happened <laughs> is that her hair has been cut overnight. And now she has to wear a terrible fucking cap throughout the next few scenes. Uh, I don't know why it that's It amazes scary. me how that's, little that's I know like of this That's like a big movie. scary scene, but it's like... Uh, your hair got cut. He could have just fucking killed you, and in any movie worth a shit, that would have been what happened. But nope, your hair was cut, and I guess that's going to scare kinda, like teen girls. I guess I don't know. I kind of like that. That is just like that. It is an it is an undercutting of expectations. But uh, like well, no, 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 she no, no, no. screams like she's being murdered when she starts noticing that her hair is coming off in chunks that have been. Well, here's cut. the thing. Now, now, like, see what this what that goes into though is invasion of privacy. That's and especially the fact that it's like here's what I could have done, but I'm such a oh, sick yeah, and twisted yeah, fuck look, that I'm just going to go and buy cut your fucking. If there was hair. a single fucking time in this movie where the killer had actually attempted to toy with anybody. Okay, fair enough. 
Like I mean, I said, like it's, he, it's been a yeah, decade. Okay, he he says like he leaves messages. I know what you did last summer, and send some people shit in the mail. But it's like send you a fresh cod. But it's like, bro, you are not toying with like when you show up with people, you just fucking kill them, and that's the end of it. You don't just hang out and like, ooh, let's let's spend three nights in a row just moving around items on their desk and see if they notice, right? Uh, it's not really like a thing the killer in this movie does, so that just stands out as a particularly ridiculous moment. Uh, on top of the fact that like the actual fucking plot of the movie doesn't make sense, who ends up being the killer and all of that. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's I know what you did last summer. It's what I watched this week, and uh, I. It's no I urban legends. Gonna, I guess I'm gonna watch. Uh, I still know what you did last summer. Uh, soon. Oh man, that one. Now I remember that being weak. <laughs> so well. The, my favorite part of that is uh, they all get given a vacation for some reason at the beginning of the film, so that then the rest of the movie is just set in like uh, the Caribbean. It's called the writers and crew decided we want a free vacation, so why don't we work on our vacation oh, yeah, by course. writing it's this also movie like, in the Caribbean? Oh, we need to uh, have more people in bikinis and topless. That don't hurt right? neither. Uh, so anyway. Uh, Look, you guys know if you're ever going to watch, I know what you did last summer again. My experience watching it. My is guess not is great. you probably won't. <laughs> anyway, uh, Matt, you want to move on? You yes, here's a shit? portion of the show we're going to call Adam eats and tells you what's inside of his fortune cookie, and they gave me a couple, so we're going to have a couple of these segments today. Oh, all right, hold on. shit. I hope they're really bad ones that are just like facts. I got one last week, and I'm not fucking shitting you. I went for Chinese food last Wednesday or Thursday, and the Chinese uh, restaurant that I went to is not one I normally go to. Good food, but it's on, like, the opposite side of town, so it's not a regular. Uh, and my fortune cookie, I shit you not, the fortune was, your lucky numbers this week are X, Y, and Z. And then on the back, it just had the normal five-number sequence that you would normally fucking have in a fucking fortune cookie. <laughs> I was about to say, my lucky numbers today... Are nine or seven, nine, 13, 14, 20, and 25. Yeah, I had that shit, but then the other side was just like, these are your numbers this week. <laughs> this it's like, says, what the fuck fortune is this? Modify your thinking to handle new situations. Believe it or not, fortune cookie, this is actually apt. I changed the kind of aspects of my job this week, so good on you, fortune cookie. Oh, shit. Bum, bum, Mysticism. Those Chinese, man, they know what's up. Here is the trailer for our first new release review of this week. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. What's happening out there, Donnie? I don't know. It doesn't look good. Gear up, guys. This bitch is my recital. Bogey's on the bus. I think it's very vital. Hit the button. What button? There are a million buttons. Just four brothers who hate bullies and love this city. 
Well, well, this never works out well for you. What's your name? Casey Jones. Hey. One question. Are you two guys like a thing? I'm looking for Aaron Lord. But we could work with that. Me too. This is gonna be good! <laughs> Dude, bringing back the mohawk. Good for you. Oh, y'all got jokes, huh? That was a trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows uh, out last week. Uh, IMDb plotline, as Shredder joins forces with the mad scientist Baxter, Baxter Stockman and henchman Bebop and Rocksteady to take over the world, the Turtles must confront an even greater nemesis, the notorious Krang. This is uh, directed by Dave Green, starring Megan Fox, Will Arnett, Tyler Perry, Laura Lenny, Stephen Amell, four guys of the Turtles, and you and uh, Brian T. Uh, Stephen, uh, what, what was the, what's the guy's name? What's his, what's his wrestling name? Wait, what? Who? what? What's the what's the one the the white guy? He's a, he's a wrestler. <laughs> a new one? I don't fucking know. I don't know. The the uh, Seamus. That's hold it. On. That's what it's called. He's called Seamus in the wrestling. In the wrestling. No, he's isn't Seamus his fucking name in this shit. Well, anyway, his name uh, on IMDb is Stephen Farrelly. So fucking no, name no, no. That. I mean, Seamus is like the character's fucking name in this thing, right? No, Rock. Well, I don't know. His name's Rock. He's Rock. Anyway, man. is it? Whatever, I don't fucking know. Maybe it is Seamus. Who gives a fuck? I don't watch. I don't watch wrestling anymore. I love wrestling. Don't fucking comment anyone <laughs> about like. I don't fucking keep up with it, so I just have no fucking knowledge of who the fuck. I don't Steve either. Fairly is. I don't know. Uh, hold on, I'll look at his fucking. He's, hold on, let me click his goddamn IMDb so I don't get fucking hate mail or he's like not, angry tweets. Uh, he's uh, not one of the fairly Seamus O'Shaughnessy. Okay, sure enough. Right. Okay, I don't know. I don't trained know. under the supervision of former WWF wrestler uh, Larry Sharp. Yeah, well, that means a lot. So uh, I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. Dynamo, uh, if you're listening to this show, I mean, sorry, look, buddy. I know who the fuck Larry Sharp is. Again, don't. I know 80s and 90s wrestlers. I don't fucking know <laughs> who the fuck Seamus O'Shaughnessy is. I'm sorry, people. You should I'm sorry. Be. Well, that's the end of that review. You guys probably had a really good <laughs> long discussion about wrestling on uh, HMP, right? No, I don't think we mentioned word one of it, actually. <laughs> Jesus think... fucking Christ. Why do you throw me to the goddamn wolves over here? I don't know. Because because you know that like we have shitty fans? I don't <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't know. You assume that the five people listening are going to call me out on my lack of wrestling knowledge? Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, the film find at gmail.com. I, <laughs> I fucking obviously assume that. Uh, the film find gmail.com. Tell us why 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 we should be watching wrestling. We won't, but tell us why we should be. Because um, <laughs> I'm interested. I like I I love because like I listen to Trick or Treat Radio. Those guys talk about wrestling a good bit, and like I, it's like any nerd thing, you know. A lot of times to me, even though like it might not be, it's not my bag or anything. I do love people talking really passionately about the shit that they love. I well, mean, you know, you know what the two like real twin nerddoms are, right? Like a lot of people will say that it's like film and TV nerds or 
or uh, fucking like video games and fantasy novels or whatever the fuck, right? Uh-huh. The real like hardcore twin nerddom, like there is so much fucking overlap, it's for goddamn ridiculous, is comic books and professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'm not shitting at all. Oh, that's, that, that's very true. That fucking fandom overlap is real and it is massive. And uh, you, you guys probably lost listeners over at HMP not uh, discussing Seamus O'Shaughnessy. Probably did. They that- probably said, how the fuck do you make a show about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, the second new Ninja Turtles movie? Did you see when he got and, that belt, son? And not talk about the fact that Rocksteady is played by my boy. Yeah, I don't know. Look, this movie's okay. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it's as it's. I mean, it is an improvement on the first one. Yeah, I, it's marginally an improvement, and I didn't hate watching large chunks of it. Like uh, there were some points in the first one, I was just like, Jesus, can we get the fuck on already? This one moves along. It's uh, maybe made too much into like uh like a fandom exercise for me maybe a touch i think there could have been i think it could have gone even wackier at the end of the day because they dial it up from the last movie because the last movie was almost too serious and this one they kind of have a bit more fun with it i think they really could have dialed that up and like just make this a living cartoon because it practically already is so just well, the, really just sink your in, teeth into that shit at the point that you're introducing bebop and rocksteady and krang mm-hmm you're in fucking full-on cartoon territory. So, like so fucking own it, man. Yeah. Uh, and that is a big problem in this movie. I didn't hate it. I liked it uh, just enough. I'm still going to stand the fuck by uh, Megan Fox's casting. I don't give a fuck. You know, one thing that really kind of bothered me about the bitching and moaning about Megan Fox's casting in the last film, uh, and that kind of just carried over into this one again, is uh, for some reason... Fans of shit are like extremely attached to people looking exactly what they looked like in another instance. Fucking ridiculous. And it, and like I don't give a fuck that April O'Neil is not a blonde or a redhead or whatever the fuck she was was originally, and that she's not wearing a fucking yellow jacket all the time. And the reason yeah, I'm so- okay with that is because I don't give a fuck. It's okay to be a fan and not think like everything has to be exactly as it was the first time because that shit, I'll tell you, and we'll talk more about this fucking point when we talk about Warcraft, is fucking boring. Yeah. Uh, here and, and here's the thing. It's like, I mean, like like our other show, Preacher, guess what? Guess what? Uh, uh, there's a character in there that's actually in the book. She's white. But guess what? On the show, it doesn't fucking matter because it, it transcends that shit and does a good job at it. And if you didn't, you know, have your head up your own ass, going, "It's not exactly like the thing yeah. that I like." Go fuck well, yourself. Well, I got, I got an, uh, like a friend commented, like, "Oh, I really liked Ninja Turtles, uh, except they like Casey Jones sucked because he was uh, he was a police officer." No, he like, did, he didn't suck because he was a police officer. He sucked because the character is written fairly badly. Yeah, well, I mean, like, like it doesn't serve a purpose. That's why the character sucks. Right, like yeah, it's, it's just it's like written, a dude who's out to capture the two people that turn into Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. That's not actually what Casey Jones did. It doesn't matter that he was a fucking cop. That's a shitty way to introduce his character to the universe because, like, essentially, he's just a fucking vigilante he's, that teams up with April O'Neil. And he ain't, that's, that's and he ain't even that good of a vigilante. He wears his mask for like two, you know, two minutes in the entire fucking two-hour run of the movie. Yeah. 
It's just like, what's the fucking point, man? And like, and we talked about it on H and P. It's like Casey Jones is forever wearing that motherfucking mask. Oh yeah, I mean, I think in the like in the first uh, like few movies uh, from the late eighties, early nineties, right? Or ninety, ninety two, and ninety. When's that last one? Ninety four. Sounds about right. Or ninety three, even that might have come out quicker than uh, Secret of the Ooze did, but like. I don't think that Elias Codius really takes off his mask in those fucking movies. He's not in them a lot, but I think he's just like wearing the fucking mask to my recollection. Granted, I haven't watched them since I was like mm, he's not wearing 11 it that, that it, much, but he's not. He, again, he's also in it very rarely. And like the, the most right, of the that's time, what I'm when, saying like he's not an actual main character in any of it. The majority but, time of his character, though, is spent over there at the farm where there's no reason for him to wear the mask. But I mean, we, we mentioned how the thing there was a bit in the cartoon where like, you know, Casey Jones would go undercover to a fucking job interview or whatever and wear a suit and still be wearing the fucking hockey mask. Yeah, so, well, I mean, that's that's parody. That's right? great. Uh, of now, we, like don't need what, to, we don't need to go to that level. Series but, actually was, but, but we need it for more than two minutes in, in a I fucking agree. movie. You know what I'm saying? I agree. You're, you you don't become, you know, it's the it's the Batman symbol thing, man. you well, got to make yourself I, I something that, that people give that a fuck this, about. This discussion is going to carry on very well into uh, when we talk about Warcraft next week. Oof, good gravy. Um, so because, because really the, the problem is that like fans that are pissed off about things are actually... Like they're pissed off about the wrong thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially with that movie, we'll we'll talk about that. But yeah, th- that's the thing. That this movie, it's not terrible. It is a step up above the last one, but by, by by just a slight and I, margin. And I think we should acknowledge this. And and I discussed it back when I uh, did the what you've been watching segment last year sometime when I talked about finally having sat down with the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be addressed that these movies are fucking children's movies yeah. they really are written for like a preteen audience are you 11 to, and, to like 14 this is your and movie that is not a bad thing like yeah. a lot of movies written for preteen audiences are not great movies uh just because you're 30 and really liked the cartoon when you were little doesn't mean that you have a fucking right to like this movie now because you're also not seven anymore yeah well, here's the thing, too, at the same time, because um, Sean talked a bit about this on the show, and it did strike me while I was watching it, is that for a movie that is like kind of, you know, obviously for a younger audience and everything, there's a lot of language in this fucking movie. There yeah, really is. Yeah, but I is. think that that's just a given, right? Like, like uh, maybe, but I mean, they're just, going to have, like, if it's going to be PG 13, I don't think parents even fucking pay attention to that shit. Well, they don't because they're shitty. Pa- that's why the world's in I'm a not fucking saying state they're good that parents. They're I'm parents. saying that, that the reason that that's in there is uh, as a children's movie is because people think that PG 13 means it's a fucking kid's movie. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had parents tell me that shit when I worked at a movie theater and I'd be like, uh, so they'd come out like complaining about like somebody saying shit and asshole and stuff and a fucking PG 13 CGI movie that they were taking their kids to. And I'd literally have to explain like, well, what do you think the 13 is for? Did you show them the Jack Valenti uh, animated thing from uh freakazoid? No, that would have explained to them a lot, but I mean like people just don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> and if they do, uh, it's in the wrong way. They I'm just play that at the end of the show. They see PG on the thing and they think, Oh, I'll take my fucking kid. It it neg- it negates the entire purpose of why the PG thirteen was ever created in the first place. Yeah, I'm but, just saying I don't. I, at least as far I mean, you know, the violence is cartoony enough that it's not a big deal. But 
I, I it just felt it just felt out of place in a movie that seems that like out. Oh, I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing. Safe, with you. safe for safe for violence. Uh, it's a very and and then the violence is just a, a barely a PG thirteen at that. I would say because yeah, nobody's I mean, it's, getting it's, fucking arms cut off or no, nothing. Yeah, like that. and, and uh, to my to my recollection, uh, I mean it's been a couple weeks since we sat down to this movie, but to my recollection, there's nobody that actually. Uh, gets killed. I don't even think there's the gunshots at people, except like there's no. like there's one like, and you see it in the trailer, a tank shot, but that's about it, and that doesn't even hit anybody. Right. But outside of that, there's no real guns. There's not. I mean, there's not a lot of. We sadly, I mean, it's like that Ninja Turtle Secret of the Use and shit, where they're not using their weapons all that much, despite having them on them. <laughs> right. Uh. But yeah, look, it, it works for what it is. If I mean, if you're in the age group that it's, that you're the demo for, I mean, you're probably gonna like it. But if you're not, and you got such a fucking ridiculous nostalgia bone in your you know big giant dumb head that you're just like it's not the thing that I want, then, then fuck off and don't watch it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think it's fine. I think if you've got kids that you want to introduce to something that you loved as a kid and uh, are able to acknowledge that it's not the same thing you you loved when when you were a kid. Uh, this is a fine movie to take them to. As far as it being PG-13 and having the language in there, uh, I don't think that most people will fucking uh, know the difference because a lot of people sat down and took their kids to see Batman versus Superman, which is one of the darkest fucking movies I've seen. Yeah, people get straight in a multiplex up the fuck this year. killed in that flick. And yeah, and, and there is just wanton fucking violence and, and even a fair chunk of cursing in that shit. Yeah, weirdly. I don't know. Uh, all right, well, let's get into numero dos. Uh, here's a trailer for Popstar Never Stop Stopping. My fans and me, we're in love. I write the songs that make the whole... The arena is our bedroom. And the stage... The stage is where we fuck. <laughs> Connor for real is actually saving the record industry. Connor's hot. You tell me you didn't see him and say, yo, he's the star. This guy right here, he's gonna make it big. Watch out! Watch out! I got it all, and I'm Currently is 32 people on his personal payroll. Sure, Connor surrounds himself with people who are agreeable. What is this crazy shit? That's your new head. It looks like the tip of Optimus Prime's dick. All my woodwork, it's kind of my passion. This one's a mask, still me. Justin Bieber's got his believers, and I've got my confidants. Best fans in the biz. It's kind of a perfect job for me, but my favorite free time thing is flatlining. Oh, wow. I shit my pants. Not, Not this time. time. I'd love to get Connor to the point where he's just kind of everywhere, like oxygen or gravity or clinical depression. He's just everywhere. It's not a competition, but I'm in. You won't give me a surprise, motherfucker. It takes a village to make me look dope. 
That was the trailer for Pop Star Never Stop Stopping, our last new release of this episode. Uh, here's the IMDb plotline. When it becomes clear that his solo album is a failure, a former boy band member does everything in his power to maintain his celebrity status. This stars uh, Andy Samberg, uh, Jorma Tacone, Akiva Schaefer, uh, uh, directed also by Akiva Schaefer and Jorma Tacone, uh, and uh, starring, a, uh, like, just you name it, these people are in it. There's there's so many fucking cameos in this from music people from comedy people it is a, a, a cornucopia of people that apparently love these guys <laughs> because yeah, I mean, man it's is, a lot this is a movie that is clearly uh, operating on the goodwill of the Lonely Island and and here's the thing like uh, th- there's a lot of people that they've collaborated with before obviously you know S- coming from SNL and doing all the digital shorts and everything which is where uh, as they may have done shit previously, but this is where it kind of really birthed what those guys do. Oh, yeah, do. of course, right. Um, and and kind of got it to the status with which it's, it is today. And uh, I got to say, I'm surprised some of these people... These people are either the most intelligent or the stupidest people ever. They're one or the other. The, 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 like the pop stars that are in this. They are either so smart because they are just like, hey, man, I'm in on the joke. I get it. It's okay. But part of me goes, I just don't buy that they're that smart. And I think this entire movie is making fun of so many of them, not all of them, but so many of them that they are they may be dumb enough not even to know it. What, I what do you don't think? know that I'd say that. Um, uh, look, um, I think celebrities that- are fucking dumb, Matt. Well, I know that, but I think that the ones that are in this movie know exactly what's what. I would hope so. Uh, Because here's the thing. Um, This movie is clearly, uh, at least very loosely, but to me very clearly, knowing somebody who knows pop music very well, Mm -hmm. it's Justin Bieber. Well, there's Justin Bieber. There's No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm saying that, like, Connor for real is Justin Bieber. Right. There's elements of other people, though. Oh, oh, I'm not saying it's not. But I'm by saying, and large, I'm that saying, is the right? the, the and, biggest influence for sure. And I think that uh, there are elements of this that are clear fuck yous to Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. including uh, several people he's had very, very public feuds with, as well as uh, like even bringing in Usher to like make fun of that shit. True. Um, I don't think that most of the people in here are dumb okay. uh, for doing it. I think they fucking know what's what. I also think that I'm going on the uh, record uh, saying Adam Levine is dumb. I don't know. I just don't like that. I, I think like that he's about. dumb. I think that he understands what he's doing in this movie. Probably. Well, you're okay. Fair enough. Right? That's different. <laughs> I, th- I think that he understands uh, that this movie is making fun of what he does as much as it is allowing him to like have a starring I will say this, feature role. I will say this to everybody here, though. Like, If you're willing to get on screen and do the things that you're doing in this movie, bravo to fucking you, man, to just be able to like look at yourself and just go, yeah, some of the shit we do is fucking silly. Because it yeah, is. Yeah, indeed. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think fuck it is. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think most of the pop stars who are in this thing, uh, most of the people from the music industry, uh, know exactly what the fuck they're doing. I mean, you can't tell me that, like, uh, for example, we can we can work through some of them, right? But like, Questlove, Usher, Questlove. I, I'm like, I just from everything I know about Questlove, I know that he's smart enough to know everything in here because he's a smart fucking dude. But like, right, like Ringo Starr, Simon Cowell, 
I I know Simon Cowell might be a shit heel, but I also know he's very smart, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say what you will about the man, but he's smart. Now Mariah Carey don't know no better. Come on now. I I don't know. <laughs> I think she gets it a little bit because she's been through her own shit where where people pointed out to her that she didn't know, right? When she made fucking glitter and all this shit. Um, I tell you what, I am learning. I am learning things about like people that like. I'm just like. You're well, you're a person in pop culture because I don't fucking know some of these people. I'm just like, oh, you're a, you're a, you're a person. I don't know. But you. like like other people, definitely still right. Mario Lopez, I know fucking gets it. Yeah, he probably. I gets know that. he gets it right because he's he's a fucking guy who was a big teen idol star based on based on his appearance on a television show, mm-hmm. who like hosts. Uh, it's is it Entertainment Tonight now that he fucking hosts? Fuck it's one I of know. those shows that or Extra Access Hollywood or, or some like shit, that. right? Yeah. He gets it. Uh, anybody who is in the Wu Tang Clan gets it. Yeah, those guys. I, th- I think Ti gets it. Ti seems I, I, like he's a he's a fun guy because like you, you see him in a couple of things and stuff. I I think he's self aware that guy. Yeah, I think that I think the, like it's it's uh it's more than than you think. Yeah, probably. Maybe it's just I just maybe, hate pop. Maybe culture one or so two. Much, I know but. Michael Bolton gets it. He's done this fucking thing twice now. Oh yeah, now he definitely you know no. Right, no like no, he no. understands that shit. He thinks it's funny. Which is great. Which is yeah. Which is really. I mean, because it's great. right. Anyway, let's talk. Let's talk just a minute here um, about uh, what I think might be the best fucking part of this okay. whole movie. Like the thing that when I saw this, I laughed ridiculously hard at it, and it happens twice. Do you have any <laughs> guesses as to what I'm going to talk about? I don't know. It's man, a thing a- that happens twice. Not the exact same thing, but they come back to it again. Mm, I don't know. The TMZ parodies. Oh, yes, 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 that yes. That shit blew me away, because especially the is. second one where they're like, I mean, I'm not going to like give away what the punchline is, but it's a riff on the fact that everybody on that show is constantly drinking out of a giant cup with a fucking straw. Yeah, and are really horrible people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because they did it. It's like that, you are really a you're just a, if you work on this show, you're a piece of shit. And, and like and they eventually get to the point of, hey, we know we're pieces of shit and we're hollow and empty inside. Yeah, I mean, like I that shit is just so funny. And that whole crew uh, is some of the best fucking parts of the cast. Right. I mean, just in those scenes, you've got uh, like so many big names that I don't think uh, you would have fit in there anywhere else. Right. It's um. Uh, fuck, where are they? I just had them on the goddamn list. I know it's Will Arnett, Will Chelsea Peretti. Mm-hmm. Mike right? Birbiglia is in there. Mike Birbiglia is part of that crew. What's the guy I uh, normally hate? Uh, Eric Andre. I don't, I'm sorry, kids. I don't really like Eric Andre. He gets on my nerves. I think he thinks he's super funny, and I don't think he's as funny as he thinks he is. That bothers me. I, I agree, but I think he's funny here because he's playing no, he's like fine exactly here. what the fuck. You're right. Exactly what the fuck his persona always is, Precisely. which is that he thinks he's fucking clever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll agree. No, um, I'll agree with that. Yes. Uh, but that whole like crew, like that little bit is really fucking good. Uh, I laughed so fucking hard. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I and here's the thing, like, like let's let's be honest. I mean, there's there's a story wrapped around it, and it's a decent enough story. But this is basically like, hey, let's do a lot of like great, awesome music videos. And I think, uh, I think if these came out like kind of separately, I think as SNL digital shorts, uh, as they would have been back in the day. Uh, they probably would have taken off like wildfire because there's a lot of really good fucking songs in this thing. 
Um, it's just crowded yes. up by a movie that I guess people for and some reason really don't want to see. And really weird shit that would have played as Lonely Island digital shorts that didn't have songs, which there were a few of. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I think this movie is fucking good. Uh, like, underratedly so. I laughed a lot during it. It's not a perfect movie. I've seen uh, absolutely fucking stupid reviews out there say that this film is, uh, and I'm quoting here, uh, it's no spinal tap. Well, what the fuck uh, is? Yeah, what the fuck is? You're talking about one of the best movies that I've ever seen. Just comedies, one of the funniest period. fucking comedies I've great. ever seen. Like, there are so few things that compare. It's like uh, like walking up to some new sci-fi movie and going, well, it's no fucking alien. Or, well, that's no fucking Star Wars A New Hope, right? Like, few things are. Yeah, it's Why the tough. fuck point it out? Here's here's what uh, this this movie is is uh it's a fucking competent mockumentary yeah and it's funny as shit and that's really all that matters and right? here's the big thing this I mean I've been for the last two weeks I've been listening to the soundtrack and it stands alone as a great album that yeah. just mocks which all is a the key to most shit. of the good stuff yeah. right like. Like the thing that uh, that works about Spinal Tap is that those fucking songs are just as funny as any fucking bit in the movie, and memorable, and you can listen to them and will listen to them on your own. the The thing that works about the other musical that Christopher Guest made, A Mighty Wind, mm -hmm. right, is the same fucking thing. Like if you like folk music, you'll listen to the fucking Folksman yeah. record that came out as the soundtrack. And if you uh, like laughing at like douchey kind of pop music sort of stuff, this album's great because. And here's the thing, it like and it, it's been the same with their stuff all the time. It is produced so fucking slickly well that it is just like it is top notch. It's top yeah. notch, and you could put it up. Take the you know scared comedy lyrics out. You could put this shit up against any modern pop album, and it's fucking on point. Yes, it just I, is. I, they, I, I they, agree, man. They have those sensibilities fucking down, and um, and it's good. And and the fact that you can do that, do that as well as you do, and make this shit funny, fucking bravo to you, man. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, if you have not seen Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, do it. Uh, maybe it's not a rush out, see it in the movie theater kind of thing, but this is a definite must watch in some form. I think. What are you some What are you some of your favorite songs? Let's play a couple for the kids. Uh, I really like uh, "Fuck Bin Laden." That one's good. You want to roll that one? Yeah, I can roll that one. So we got. Uh, me... So there's that one. Uh, we've already done "Mona Lisa," right? Uh, I'm so humble has what might be the best beat. You know. You know what I really? I, I really like. I really like. Um... Well, my favorite one. Well, I'll, I'll uh -huh. say. I'll say my favorite till later. I did like. I did like the. Um... Nope, let me turn the volume. This is uh, this is this this was the uh, this was the Macklemore uh, hit. Oh yeah, the not I'm not gay, but if I was, that one's funny as shit too. Because it just it just gets on point. That's on point. You know what I was really impressed with, and uh, like, and I, I, like, I, you obviously see her in the movie and stuff, but you really don't think about it much until you're actually um, in it and everything. 
but this is a big one that really surprised me on how fucking good it is is uh, Emma Stone is in this movie oh and, yeah that, that song's fucking brilliant and it's too. fucking good I mean like for those of you who are like me who are just kind of like so so on pop music and stuff you're just like did they fucking get like Lady Gaga or something it's like it's not quite her but man it sounds really fucking good who is it and it's fucking Emma Stone and she's rocking the shit out of this stuff she's coming up here in just a sec yeah just pump it up I liked, uh, I was a big, that, that is like, look, that's, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I've probably said this before and I make no fucking bones about it whatsoever online. Anytime I'm talking about, uh, Lady Gaga is, is my favorite thing going on right now. Period. It has been for years. Uh, just my favorite. I fucking love her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that shit is spot on. That's like, that is like, that's, if you listen to that, you're just like, that could be one of her songs. Yep. It's just, it's that damn good. Here's how good this soundtrack is. It is maybe better than Get Him to the Greek, which is damn good. I did not care for that movie, so I won't come. But but the soundtrack (laughs) is spot on. That genre of fucking music. It is. I mean, you you cannot care for the movie, but that's my argument, right? Yeah, I like that. Uh, Let's see. The other one I liked was... uh There's like 87 songs in this fucking album. I, I love I love this one. It's called Legalize It. <laughs> but I love it. Like, the whole album has a lot of different styles in it, which is fucking great, too. It's- one fine evening on the sandy coast The feeling was iry round the drum circle When the wisest Rasta I ever saw Gently joined us in sing of jaw Roots and culture seeped from his bones He took out the spliff and said, pass this around So I took a righteous drag It was the best sensei that I ever had And then I felt the chills run up my back My good man, tell me what was that? He said, my friend, you just smoked crack You just smoked crack I mean, this, I, I fucking love this song. Like, the whole, like I said, listen to the album. If you have, like, Apple Music, go and listen to it there. I mean, if you're paying the I couple like of bucks I like that you still month. haven't played the one that I actually said. Oh, I forget. Look, I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't have my glasses on, so I have to get up on the goddamn thing really hard. Hold on. What What? What do you, which one do you want? I told you. You said, which one should I play? I was like, play Fuck Bin Laden. That, that one's really fucking funny. Oh, that, that's another one. Hold on. God damn it. I don't have my glasses. What the hell? That one's on YouTube, motherfucker. Just type it in.
track the metaphor That said, I can see you horny like a stegosaur That said again, your request is so irregular She put on a beard, I started looking at the exit door Then a turban, then a tunic Good stuff though, man uh, The whole yeah. album is just so, uh, you know, go, go take a listen to that But uh, good stuff uh, So, I mean, I think this is going to be big on YouTube or not YouTube, but um, fucking Netflix. I think this is where people are gonna uh find find this movie is on Netflix, and they're gonna go, oh, this is the shit. I remember seeing this, but I didn't want to pay you know eight bucks to go see it. And then they're gonna be like, fuck, I should have paid eight bucks to go see this because it's really fucking funny. Uh, maybe Matt's gone. I don't know. Hold on, I'm here. <laughs> fucking fucking headphone fell out of my ear, and I was like trying to figure out what the fuck. Uh, Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. Yeah, yeah no, look, I, I think uh, that will be the uh, the conclusion. It's like, oh shit, I should have gone to see this in the theater because, uh, like, I want, I like all of these guys. I like the Lonely Island. Uh, I I enjoyed the hell out of their first movie. Right when they first uh, like kind of started to break, they got for some reason they were allowed to just make the movie they felt like they wanted to make. Hot Rod. Yeah. And I thought Hot Rod had moments of like sheer brilliance in that shit. Um, it's not a perfect movie, but like Popstar is not a perfect movie. I just want there to be weirder fucking things going on on screen, and these guys bring weirdness yep. unabashedly. They 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 don't care. But uh, I like this song. It's pretty much. I like to think that this is just a uh, shit on uh, fucking Pitbull and all these people. Oh yeah, of course. I think I think it's telling, by the way, as to your like they're not in on the joke uh, kind of comment, or they're too they're too serious about shit to to let themselves in on the joke i think it's telling who's not in this movie that's a good point it sounds like all that fucking garbage jesus christ i hate that but it's it's fun like here's the thing it's like shit that i would not like the style of music and stuff that i would not fucking listen to i've been listening to for two weeks straight because they make it fun and interesting and funny to listen to so and they do a damn good job of it. So bravo to those guys. So great movie. You didn't go see it, but you should have, motherfuckers. Uh, so Matt, we got stuff coming up soon because we got, like I said, we missed it. We missed a week. Yeah, it this happens. is gonna drop like soon, ne- hours later, next day, maybe. I don't fucking know. We're yeah. gonna next next episode. We're gonna have three full uh, new release reviews. Got a lot of stuff we're looking at. We're going to be talking about The Conjuring 2. Was really oh, forward to talking about this motherfucker. Uh, the aforementioned earlier in the program, uh, Warcraft movie. We got thoughts, hot takes. Uh, there's some stuff about that movie we got to. And, of course, Now You See Me too. The sequel no one knew we needed. Yeah. And we and we maybe still don't need it. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Probably. Tune in short, shortly. Tune in shortly thereafter. So if you're subscribed to this one, you're going to get that one just as soon as that one drops and everything, man. Uh, so uh, go and do all that. Matt, oh, and, I'll, uh, I'll preview my What You've Been Watching, too, just to whet your appetites. I'm going to be talk, talking about a, a little film from a, from, a, from a director that's got a movie coming out in a couple of weeks, Mr. Roland Emmerich. My, my, my. He's going to blow some shit up, I think. So if you want to find me online, the best place to do that is uh, my Twitter handle at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. I've got some new followers, actually, I think mostly off of the Preacher podcast. And uh, if you've joined us over here from that as well, uh, why, thank you very fucking much. They were much. like, he sounds cantankerous. I'm following him. Uh, yeah, well, that, I mean, that's true. Uh, like, be forewarned. Most of it's movies and cool shit. Sometimes I'm just like, I can't fucking deal with life. 
These things uh, you know, because I live in the United States and uh, this fucking country, no matter what side of the political spectrum you fall on, uh, is fucking infuriating. You know what's good, though? Uh, dick in a box. I'm going I'm to eat this other fortune cookie. Oh, shit. Even <laughs> waiting for but, this one. But yeah, please do, uh, like, uh, if you haven't checked out Preacher Podcast, I don't know why you wouldn't have. We only get, like, uh, 15 people that listen to this fucking show. Idiots. Uh, uh, I, I'm sure that friends. you all listen to Preacher Podcast. Like, do check it out. I'm really proud of that show. I know that Adam's really proud of that show. Uh, it's a lot of fucking fun. That doesn't mean we're not proud of this show. It's just, uh, like... More than uh, 10 people need to listen to it. We're... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, like, tell tell your friends that this show is also entertaining, if you think it's entertaining. If you don't, uh, like, also just don't write us. about. It. <laughs> we've, our, we've gone for years without knowing uh, that you don't like yeah, this show. Yeah, that people hate us. We, uh, we, as far as we know, people the adoration and love that comes off every week is there. We just don't see it. So, yeah. it's one of those things, better to remain ignorant. <laughs> I always say. Anyway, where can we uh, find more of you, Adam? You've got another uh, another podcast yes. that's not Preacher. We've got the Preacher podcast. We've got Hero Movie podcast, where every week we review superhero movies. Uh, we just reviewed the uh, the little uh, second half. Well, it's more of the second half, because God knows we, we only reviewed the first like six episodes when it came out. But all of, pretty much all of season two of the of season two of The Flash we're going to be talking about. And so it's, uh, Ooh, it's a good shit. episode. I really, I really love that fucking show, man. It's really good, and where we kind of postulate on to where things are going and all that kind of good stuff. You so, guys are uh, gonna have your work cut out for you next season when all three of those fucking shows are on CW, oh crossing my God, over all the fucking time. Too much time. work. It's already too much work. Th- th- so we. You That's know. why I'll chat about those things with you. Fuck them. Mm. So you know. <laughs> Those are things. Uh, if you're out in Charlotte this weekend, F- Heroes uh, Convention is going on at the Charlotte Convention Center. Indeed. Fucking tweet us up. All of us are going to be there. Matt's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Sean Bruce is coming down from West Virginia. The whole motherfucking gang is going to be there, kids. Hit us up on the tweets and everything. At the film find, at Hero Movie Pod, all that kind of shit. You know the stuff. Uh, and at Adam Portress and all that kind of good stuff. And, uh, you know, let us know, man. We'll go over and say some high fives and all that kind of shit, man. It'll be fun. We'll, we'll take a selfie and tweet it out for you. Yeah, yeah. To all 12 of our listeners. <laughs> uh, we have, like, several followers on we Twitter. We do. We do. We got, we got stuff happens there. <laughs> stuff happens. I, I personally have far more than the show has, so I'll do it on my personal account and tag the show. Yeah, How's that? that'll work. <laughs> Um, I've been on Twitter probably longer than most people that I know, and I still just have just a paltry following. No, that I don't tweet that much on You're my never personal on there. account. Not on my personal account, I don't know. No. You're Anyways. barely on there on the show account. Too, I As got, am I. I'm I just got, saying. I got so much shit I got to do through other things. I've watched 15 movies for this goddamn program. I'm watching 28 episodes of fucking Flash. <laughs> Well, like I'm, I'm just saying, like, in uh, in contrast, like, uh, hold on, I'm trying to get fucking Twitter to load properly, but it's fucking not for some reason. Uh, Fail well. Oh, snap. See, oh, do, you, do you kids shit. even remember that shit? Oh, shit. It used to be a day no, when Twitter um, would just go down for no goddamn reason. That That is true. Um, I mean, in contrast, like, when did you join, uh, Adam? Back in, like, 2007? Something like Six, that? 2007, something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, so... Um, so Adam, that you have right. you have a grand total of uh, six thousand nine hundred and twenty six tweets. Yeah, I have been a I've been on Twitter since uh, two thousand and twelve, and I am at twenty three point eight 
Yeah. Thousands. So my friend uh, Chris Layton would get would get that in about a weekend. He doesn't listen to his show, but I love that guy. Who? My friend Chris Layton. He had a Twitter account. He shut it down. And his new Twitter account, I, I joked that like in like a month he got he had like more tweets than I had had in like, you know, six, seven years. <laughs> but that guy's yeah. crazy. But uh, you know, whatever. I don't care. I don't care about anything. <laughs> I don't care about nothing but you. Uh, so, anyways, hit us up on the tweets under uh, at, at Adam Portress, the film find. That's the easy way to remember. Portress is tough to spell. Uh, so, that's it. We'll talk about those movies, uh, you know, in the next episode. You're going to get that very shortly. So, until uh, then, for Matt Smith, uh, I'm Adam Portress. Uh, take it easy, everybody. Hey, yo. This one's dedicated to all the little kids out there whose parents are always riding them. Telling you to do your homework, never letting you eat dessert, and making you go to bed before you're ready. But listen, the next time they're acting bogus, I want you to try this out. Stand up on your tippy toes, look them dead in the eye, and say, Mom, Dad, you can both suck teacher that's always riding them saying don't eat paste don't talk during nap time well the next time your teacher's being a grumposaurus stand tall look him dead in the eye and say teacher could you help me out and just suck on you can teach me shit and if i was you i would slip my wrist fuck off Peace. <laughs> That's fucking yeah. ridiculous. I want to do a. I want to do kind of a uh, poppy punk cover of that song because that could fucking use it. That uh, it's, it's a great album. Good good stuff. You people should get on it. Um. So new stuff coming and everything on the next. You know how it is. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do we have anything else? I, I. It's not a big after show. No, we can hang out the next uh, hour. Why not? Lord knows they're getting two of them this fucking week. You're getting. You're getting it. <laughs> you're getting it boy you're getting it uh we already i you know this is uh for both of us this show now is the uh third plus hour of content we do every week it's a lot you, of work you pushing four 
Yeah, and that's not and like and not counting all the other like the 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 time that it takes to watch all the shit that I got to watch cuz like Cuz preacher podcast uh right like we're doing basically uh an hour and a half to 45 almost, minutes. Damn near 2 hours. It's damn near yeah. 2. But by the time that you hook in all the other stuff it's over 2. But, but right, like production wise. Exactly. So uh you know, we're fucking doing it. I'm going to have a new show dropping soon. I'll just say that right the fuck now. Oh, I'm tired, goddammit. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go and record this other thing. We'll see you on that fucking episode. Peace, Thanks. motherfuckers.